Hello, my name is Nick Boyle, and I'm an academic associate at the Chartered Banker, the world's oldest professional banking institute. I'm also a director at Storm7 Coaching, and I've been working with leaders uh, and executives at banks for the last six years. I'll be your host for our new series of podcasts titled The Leadership for All series. The series will explore how everyone at any level can adopt key aspects of leadership within their roles. Every month, a new topic will be explored, delving into key subjects within the banking sector with insight from a wide range of experts. We encourage you to visit our website to view and watch the other resources in the series after listening to this podcast. These resources will include a monthly blog, podcast and webcast, where we will focus on understanding the concept discussed, expert views, and also how we can bring this alive at all levels. I hope you enjoy this uh, resource series and the podcast uh, that we're about to do is the impact of AI. And I'm delighted to be joined by our guest, Nicola Anderson, CEO of Fintech Scotland. Hi, thanks very much, Nick. It's great to be here. Yeah, Nicola, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to hearing your views on AI and how this relates to aspects of, of, of leadership. I was just wondering, because we had a, had a chat the other day to, and it was really, really amazing speaking to you. And I just thought it'd be a great to start and uh, do a bit of positioning around about uh, the work that you and FinTech Scotland team actually do. Yeah, delighted to start that way. So FinTech Scotland, um, Nick, is a cluster management organisation. And we use that word cluster very determinedly, actually, because it, it helps us focus on our role, which is about economic development. Um, and as a cluster management organization, we are here to support the growth and the development of fintech businesses in Scotland and, and ultimately across the UK. We're here to think about that innovative community, about building impactful collaboration with the already established financial services industry, and to think about how we build an inclusive cluster by thinking about consumers, academics, um, universities, the government, the regulators, and many others who have a really important voice in the development of fintech innovation. Um, so it's through that collection that we focus our efforts. And we're really proud to see the Fintech Scotland community, SME community grow, starting at 26 in 2018, at the beginning of 2018, to just under 190 today. That's fantastic. And, and, and it was those kind of numbers I thought were really worthwhile bringing out to, to show the extent and the growth uh, of this uh, as a sector because it's so, so important. And, and just a, a quick comment, I, you know, we have a lot of worldwide uh, listeners uh, to the podcast. Um, you must have a lot of collaboration, a lot of um, uh, sister organisations uh, over, over the world. So that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up, actually, Nick. Um, the inter international connections for our fintech cluster are really vitally important. We have around 25% of our fintech businesses in Scotland that have an international headquarters. Um, and that allows us really to learn from different um, parts of the world and um, to bring those skills in and really strengthen the fintech Scotland cluster. It also allows our organizations to think about how they export across the world. Um, so working with Europe, working with Asia, working with Australia, America, really thinking about those worldwide connections um, helps us boost 
um, our thinking on fintech innovation and how we evolve the digital economy. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. It just shows, you know, the, the world is getting a smaller place uh, and every decision we make is is so important to other parts of the world and the in interactions and interrelationships we have. Um, Nicola, given the, the relevance of fintechs and the tech approach to banks nowadays, how do you distinguish kind of between the two fintechs and banks and, and what does the future look like? Well, that's a great question. Um, we see a future actually of more partnerships between fintechs and banks. Uh, and we see a future where that developing partnership relationship um, really helps to support the developing digital economy. Um, uh, and, and fintechs, I would best describe fintechs, Nick, as problem solvers. So with those innovative approaches to tech, using technology and data, they're able to create solutions in an agile way that support the objectives and the strategy of many of our banks. Um, so there's, real, there's some real synergies there, some real complementary skills that come together to help that evolve and some opportunities for both. So we see it very much as a collaborative and a partnership opportunity for the future. Yeah, I, I, clearly, I think, you know, we're seeing a lot of um, uh, fintechs being part of uh, banks in terms of ownership. And we're also seeing a lot of them wanting to be involved and, and getting support from banks. So uh, is, that, is that a key way forward in, in that kind of very, very close collaboration? So at the moment, um, Nick, the majority of the fintechs in Scotland are developing B2B propositions. So you're absolutely right. Um, they can see how they can bring their skills and experience and propositions um, to service in a banking sector or indeed in a financial services sector um, that will deliver perhaps a more efficient outcome for a consumer, perhaps provide more depth of insight through data that they have access to and the way they can combine some of that data using technologies, advanced and um, data analytic technologies, including AI in that regard. Um, so that so very much is that opportunity to partner for sure. That, that really nicely leads me into the next question about, you know, what are the key developments as you see them in technology that you consider will have the biggest impact on the banking industry? So there are a number of things, actually, Nick, it's quite interesting. We've just finished um, doing some industry engagement as we think about um, the horizon for fintech innovation, if you like, um, focusing on what research and innovation opportunities can we see in asking ourselves what will financial services and fintech look like in 10 years time, which is a big question for sure. Um, and through that engagement, um, what we're hearing directly from the industry is that they're interested in technologies su such as AI, machine learning, um, advanced data analytics, anything that can help with data visualization and engaging customers to help bring financial services to life for sure is an area of interest. We're also hearing um, about their interest in distributed ledger technology, um, how that could help us advance issues around um, the climate agenda, perhaps 
how we could think about payments for the future using that type of technology. Um, what does that look like if we were thinking about auditing supply chains for the future, the transfer of value, many questions coming up connected to distributed ledger technology. And also we're hearing about their interest in immersive technologies, virtual reality, augmented reality. How does that support deeper customer engagement or the engagement that we can see customers have with our financial services sector in the future? So some really interesting, uh, curious questions about a range of technologies, Nick, that will inevitably have a role to play in the future of finance and fintech innovation. Yeah, it's great. And it's safe to say that there'll be a real alignment, as you say, you know, planning ahead to 10 years down the line, even, you know, there'll be a, a real alignment between fintechs and banks. So that kind of raises the question about that challenge around banks uh, and fintechs from a cultural perspective and how do they um, you know meet those challenges head on and manage them uh, as early as they can to get the best outcomes yeah that that's another great point actually um, we see fintech want to work in an agile way in an iterative way um, and certainly that flushes through different questions from a uh, in comparison to some of the traditional ways of working that, that we know not just in the banking sector, but in other sectors for sure as well. Um, and so it's in recognizing the benefits of both um, traditional and new that we will come together and we will find a really vital way forward. And we're seeing some of the large financial services institutions in the UK and indeed worldwide creating innovation environments where they can learn um, more, where they can be curious about this, um, where they can test a little bit. I heard the word yesterday, experiment a little bit in a safe way, um, using technology to help them understand the potential impact that they could have with a new service or a new proposition. Um, one other technology that I haven't touched on really Data is so important um, to how fintech innovation advances. And, and we're hearing more and more questions as well from the banking sector in particular about synthetic data and the creation of that type of data asset um, to allow more innovation and be more curious about opportunities for the future. So taking that back, Nick, to your question, it's in that curiosity in creating safe spaces that help the banks manage the risk that will also see the innovations flourish and move forward for the future. Yeah, it's really interesting when you talk about things like Agile, because I think you know those are um, ways of working that are developing within banks and, and some of them have been quite advanced at it. Um, but also the point you mentioned about risk as well, because regulation in both industries must be quite different. Uh, and therefore, there must be quite a lot of hoops that you think that um, fintechs would need to go through to, to work with banks. Yeah, regu the regulation is an interesting question. Um, so the, the, you're absolutely right. There will be different experiences of regulation that the fintechs and the banks will have. Um, and, and there's nothing that compares to the global regulatory um, compliance that many of our large banks will have to think about and have to consider. Um, that, that doesn't 
compare um, to local fintechs as they think about you know the UK regulatory regime perhaps as a one-off um, but what I would say is that those fintech businesses are really very considered about regulation and totally understand the environment that they want to work in with, in partnership with those large organizations and indeed we're seeing some fintech innovation um, where, where they're focusing on the regulatory requirements or, or the reg, reg tech regime, if you like, um, to help advance efficiencies um, and, and meeting some of those compliance needs. Yeah, it really, it's a, it, you know, such a, an interesting sector to be in, involved with, uh, with at the moment. And one of the things that I keep thinking about um, is how can fintechs and banks work better together for the future of both industries? What are some of the key things that we can be done? Because uh, we touched on collaboration there, but what are some of the other key areas as, as you see them? Um, so I think co collaboration covers so many, um, but but there are there are a number of different practical things. Um, that there's, there's certainly a, a large point about knowledge share um, and sharing problems. Um, so creating an environment where we can be open about some pain points that we need to find a solution for um, and inviting creative thinking in to do that. And you're absolutely right. There are so many banks that are already doing that. What, what I'm finding fascinating about the fintech sector is that it goes beyond fin and financial services if you like they're getting inspiration from the space tech or from health tech or from creative tech and it's that kind of breadth of creative mind that comes together under fintech that then helps to advance some of those issues so I think um, Nick having better visibility on some of the pain points and being open actually to the fact that it will it will take a creative set of minds perhaps to help move that forward is is a really interesting idea and uh, um, one of the other things you mentioned the other day um, was some of the areas that specifically like things like the procurement processes um, that can be maybe uh, you know stodgy and slow at times and and how do how do banks help fintechs manage those kind of um, processes yeah so yeah, you're absolutely right. I was go I was just coming on to that. So there are two other things. I think the procurement processes you've talked about is, is one. And I think as well, there's a point around skills and developing skills um, is the second. Um, so the, the procurement process at the moment as a, as a large financial institution um, and a, a large bank recognizes that they want to work with an innovator. The innovation team may think, Absolutely, we want to work with that with that individual. Those individuals at the moment, then those fintech businesses could be experiencing months and months of delay as they go through the procurement process. Um, and that's that's absolutely right that they the due diligence should be um, completed. But there are lessons there, I'm sure, that we could all learn that would speed up that process, allow that partnership to start a little bit earlier, and to help those fintechs make sure that their investment, their capital, their, their resources really has been used for the um, benefit of the partnership as opposed to waiting 
um, to, to understand the outcome of the procurement process. So there's certainly something there that we um, think that I think we could progress. Um, and then the other area that I think there's more to do is um, in the development of skills. And actually, I think that's a fantastic place for us just to finish off because because one of the things I mean, obviously, this um, you know series of podcasts is about how uh, leaders at all levels, you know, they don't necessarily need to be a leader to be a leader uh, in terms of real terms, doing things differently, you know, helping and supporting other people, and and potentially that's where we can start getting people thinking about you know the skills development that they can go through to upskill themselves in those different areas, whether that is ways of working or whether that is just a new technology um, or you know if they're sitting in a, in a in an area where they're dealing with a lot of fintech companies how can they challenge their own process to improve um, or manage them better um, and i think there's there's a, a call there for everyone just to have a look at what they do in terms of uh, ai in terms of fintechs and how we can improve for for the better because clearly if we all work together uh, as closely as we can in as pos positive way as we can, then, then it's, the, it's, it's better outcomes for us all. Absolutely. And, and depending on what kind of learner you are, there are so many different ways to upskill at the moment. The, the universities um, will all have CPD programs um, on various different types of technologies um, that will be of for sure of interest I'm, I'm i'm absolutely positive they're also thinking about specific topics um, so not only are they looking at technologies but they're also looking at specific topics such as the climate agenda for example that's also another area where they're developing cpd um, particularly if you're working in risk um, but then there are lots of meetup groups um, and, and as most of those have gone online at the moment, as we're still living um, with some restrictions following the pandemic. But that opportunity to hear directly from some of those fintech businesses, um, to listen to their uh, focus, how they're developing the technology and the proposition alongside um, is really interesting. I find that really, really um, useful from a practical perspe perspective. And then there are other organizations that will that you could take a deep dive into a specific topic um, maybe four to six weeks, a specific course um, to learn to code or to learn to do something different. Um, so that that opportunity to upskill is certainly there, um, regardless of what type of learner you are, I'm absolutely sure that there's something out there that would suit. Fantastic. No, well, thank you very much. And um, that's all we have time for today. I'd really like to thank Nicola for joining us and sharing your, your kind of fantastic insight and knowledge on the subject of AI and fintechs. Thanks very much, Nick. You're welcome. And uh, thanks to all of our listeners. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode and the wider Leadership for All uh, series, which is a collaboration between Charter Banker Institute and Storm7 Coaching. Uh, thank you all very much. <laughs>